for duty in the year of our Lord, July 10th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Yes, indeedy, you heard me, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, July 2018, halfway through, can you believe it, halfway through 2018. We did it. We made it. Look at this. Holy fuck. That's weird, man. The seagull was like flying outside my window and he almost like fell in midair and he had to like correct himself and kick his little fucking dirty little piss stained yellow fucking webbed feet and flop himself up on the different side of himself and float the other direction. I hate seagulls. They're disgusting. I truly hate them. So gross. I hate when they open up their little fucking beaks. They got that faded, like, mustard yellow beak and that dirty fucking McDonald's red ketchup fucking inner lining of their beak and they open their beak when they squawk. (laughs) Fuck, I wish those things would go extinct in 2018. I hate them. (laughs) They're such vulgar, obnoxious creatures. But one cute thing about them, though, is I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. A seagull, like when they do that cawing thing, when they go, <laughs> when they do that, like they're um, they're calling to their little seagull friends. They share. Actually, there's two things I like about seagulls. The one, the, number one, they share, and number two, uh, I see a seagull doing it right now. Um, they're the only bird that I see that will sit at the very tip of a lamp post. They land on the top of a lamp post and they just look around. She's just standing there looking at me. What the fuck are you looking at? Fucking sea rat. Fucking sky rat. Dirty webbed feet and your nasty fucking faded gray feathers and your 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 paunchly little fucking gut. I hate them. I remember one time I went to a dump site because, like, I worked temporary laborer or temporary labor. And, like, one time I went to, like, a fucking garbage dump to, like, throw some shit in the garbage with some asshole who was driving a truck. We're going to go throw some shit in the garbage. Okay, like, I give a fuck. Just pay me, right? So, like, uh, we go to this garbage dump, right? And they're like, oh, there's Major. There's Big Major. And I look, and there was this fucking seagull. It was the size of a fucking Yorkshire Terrier. I swear to God, I looked over and I was like, holy fuck. The thing was just fucking enormous. It had been eating garbage and filth. And it was just paunchy and bloated and fucking... This thing was like at least fucking 12 pounds. I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, that's like a little Yorkshire Terrier. Nope, it was a seagull. Anyway. Seagulls. (laughs) Seagulls. <laughs> yeah, 
They're flying around in the dozens right now. That's the thing about my neighborhood. People are always throwing food and garbage around that, like, it attracts seagulls. At least I think that's what's going on. I don't know. Why is there always so many seagulls in this neighborhood? Why would I be living on a fucking... Oh, I be living on a fucking gallows of a barge, or is this the what? Is this the fucking um, dread pirate Roberts, the Bloom son? Why is there all these land-loving fucking seagulls up in my territory over here, matey? Hey, there's another seagull. Where's that? Wasn't there a book called Jonathan Livington Seagull? I thought like it was a book about me or something when I was a kid. There was like some famous book called Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Or maybe that was the writer, or maybe that was the book. But it was a book written by some guy or about some guy named Jonathan, and it was also about seagulls. So two things I love. Actually, one thing I love and one thing I hate. Um, you know, I hate myself, but I love seagulls. Sorry, that was, in, that was inverted. I mean to say I hate seagulls, but I love myself. I love myself today anyways. <clears throat> and that's my seagull riff. If you can do better at riffing about seagulls, just send it into Jonathan Rhymter on the podcast. That's jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me in your seagull riffs. If you have any funny fucking whimsical jokes about seagulls, just fucking put it in an envelope and send it to jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Because you're so goddamn funny about seagulls, aren't you? Uh, Happy uh, July 2018, ladies and gentlemen. Happy, uh, yeah. Uh, we're halfway through the year. Incredible, right? Um, I feel like there's so much growth, like truly for me, in 2018. Like, one thing I've been going on in my head about today, or just like coming up with ideas for the podcast, what I want to talk about, like where, where, what, where am I in 2018 in terms of myself halfway through? It's broken down for me in the idea of Wanting more versus being ready for more. So if you're new to my podcast, um, I'm Jonathan Ramtran, actor, comedian, alcoholic, temporary laborer. And uh, as of now, I'm one year and um, as of tomorrow, I'll be one year and one year and eight months sober as of tomorrow, one year and eight months of sobriety. And um, bleeding into 2018, uh, what, I'm, what I've come to find myself at is the place of um, being ready for more. Because you, cause you spend a lot of your life wanting more. And are you really ready for it? Wanting more versus being ready for more. Like um, when I was out there drinking and smoking pot and smoking cigarettes and just being a degenerate, lazy, low-down, shiftless, rotten, spineless, hole-in-the-wall, good-for-nothing, rotten, crummy, lousy, washed-up, fucking good-for-nothing. When I was out there doing that shit, like, I always wanted more. Ridiculous. Like, I want more. Like, if I could just get some more money, then, then I'll get better, and then I'll have more opportunities. Or... You know, if I could just get in with a club and start working at a club again as a comic, like then my career will take off. Or if I could just get the agent, if I could just, if all these things that I wanted, if I could just get into a good relationship with a good woman, or if I could just, um, 
you know, have the best clothes or not even the best clothes, just like some, you know, if I could just get some new clothes or whatever, right? All these things I wanted. But was I ready for them? Was I ready for more? No. I was living hectic and erratic. And it was kind of absurd. Because, like, let's say I had gotten more. I wasn't ready for more. What opportunity could I have possibly had for more? Like, let's say as a comic. Let's say I had more opportunity as a comic. Started getting booked to gigs and shows. Well, maybe I could have stumbled my way through them. It's a possibility. But I was getting blackout drunk every night, smoking pot, smoking cigarettes. My act was garbage. Not that much different than today, but at least it's been worked upon, right? Like I'm working on my shit and I'm accountable for my shit and it's clear, level-headed. And it's, uh, well, not level-headed. I mean, I like to go to all sorts of places in my head, but it's clear and sober. And, um, you know, one of my first joys of getting sober was, um, it was like February 2017, and I remember I was at this gig. I remember the gig. It was uh, at this, uh, it was on the Danforth, this little sports bar. They run a comedy mic. Danforth, Toronto, Ontario. The Danforth uh, is basically a, it's just a street, I guess. <laughs> the Danforth, it's like the Greek area of um, Toronto, Canada, for all y'all intergalactic listeners. So I was on the Danforth and I was doing this gig. February 2017. And I remember I was just sitting there before the gig and I was going over my notes. I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe what, three, four months sober at the time. And I was just thinking like, wow, like I'm in love. <clears throat> like I fell back in love with it. I mean, the joy of just sitting down, writing some shit on a piece of paper and going on stage and telling those jokes to some people like the joy the feedback the excitement the pure love like just doing it to be funny just to have fun and be funny and in that moment I wanted more but I was on a journey to being ready for more and um I've just been riding that journey, and now here I am. I'm ready for more. Like, um, I was thinking about it, you know, because as of late, there's been some changes in my uh, operations, right? The way I operate. Um, you know, I've been going out, doing these little gigs here and there, wherever I can. It's very humbling. I work temporary labor. It pays my bills. It gets me through. It's very humbling. Well, now I'm ready for more, where it's like, I started looking at the gigs I've been doing, and I'm like, you know what? They're just not taking me where I need to go. I need longer, more meaningful sets. And I want to travel a little bit more with my stuff. And I want to expand a little bit. And I don't just want this. I'm ready for it. Like I put in the time, right? Like I put in the time to get on these stages and tell these jokes, to do this podcast, to stay sober and healthy. Just to stay healthy is so major, man. Like, I'd be working out and eating right and stuff, and I quit smoking, so it's like my whole body, which is what I use to perform, right? That's how I do my job. I, I use my throat. I use my throat to talk, and it's not all fucking burnt out and fucking raspy from chain-smoking cigarettes and woken up drunk on the floor. Like, 
my instrument, as they call it in theater arts. You must maintain your instrument if you want to be a true actor. A thespian never mistreats his body. It's his livelihood. Or her livelihood, if you want to be a PC fucking police about it. That's how you maintain your livelihood as a performer, is your body, man. Your own flesh and bones. Two feet in a heartbeat, baby. That's how I get from gig to gig. Can't have it any other way. Gotta be healthy. And I don't, and I don't just want more with my career. I'm ready for more. Put in the work for it. And what that means is like, yeah, I've got some very exciting things coming up in 2018. Halfway through, looking to see what the other half has to offer. Like, I got some exciting shit. Um, I got a buddy, um, very talented artist. I could talk more about it when the time comes. But, um, you know, he's a very talented artist. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't I get him to, you know, why don't I try to get him to, like, do me up a really cool poster, right? So he's, like, drawing me a poster that I can use to try to start my own shows. And it's just, like, his talent messed, mixed with my talent will give a nice, beautiful, well-thought-out idea of a show. Maybe not an idea of a show that kind of floundered there. But what I'm saying is, like, he makes me a beautiful poster with the love and craft of himself. It strengthens what I'm trying to do, which is to produce a show that is equally um, harmonious. <laughs> you know, putting in the love, right? I, I could just do some stupid Microsoft Word, oh, hey, making a poster or like whatever, or get some cheaply done whatever. But no, like, let me seek out somebody I respect and who does good work and get him to do some funky artwork for something that I care about that I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to start to produce some of my own shows. I want to start a production company, right? Whether it be theater or film, something, right? Something with the acting to produce my own shit and um, in doing so, meet other people that I can help. Not that I can help, but I can work with, right? We help each other. And um, yeah, that's another plan. And this is all things that I'm ready for. You know, it's not a pipe dream. These are things that are in action and that I'm doing, right? I already um, commissioned the piece of artwork. My friend's making it as we speak. He's right now sitting down somewhere in Vancouver, scribbling some fucking drawing. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he just took the money and fucking bounced. <laughs> Never see him again. <laughs> Scammed. That'll be my next podcast, you know. Today I'm all grateful. Tomorrow I'm like, that motherfucker! But like... Uh, you know, as we speak, you know, the wheels in motion, things that I'm ready for versus what I want. Um, with, the, with the life thing, with the working, sorry, rather, with working, that's another thing, something that I want versus something I'm ready for. Um, when I was out there drinking and fucking smoking pot and just being a dumbass, like, I had to just take whatever I could get. You know, like, I would do the work. I wasn't that much of a fuck-up. Like, but was I really doing it? I'd show up hungover. I'd have a bad attitude. I'd half-ass things. I wasn't the greatest employee, but I wasn't the worst. But I was more or less just your everyday run-of-the-mill uh, slacker, more or less, right? Just unmotivated. And um, today, you know, like, um, if you're new to the podcast, like I said, uh, actor, comedian, alcoholic temporary laborer 
as a temporary laborer, I just moved away from a job. Um, I was working on a job uh, doing furniture moving for like six months, six or seven months. And um, it was just my time. I said, you know what? I want more. I'm ready for more. And I said, you know what? I thank you very much for the opportunity this last couple months, but um, it's time for me to go on and do something else. I'm just not really feeling it here. And they said, you know what, Jonathan? Jonathan, thank you very much. And you were one of the best workers we ever had from the agency. It's going to be sad to see you go. I said, oh, well, that's cool, but, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I didn't get all fucking um, sanctimonious about it. I didn't get all um, higher than mighty. Well, you know, I'm an actor and a performer, and I have to go out there and go after my career. Like, I didn't give them the fucking song and dance of why I was going. I just said I had to go, and that was it. The humility of being secure in who I am. Back in the day, I always had to let somebody know because I was so insecure. I'm not just some stupid fucking idiot. I'm an actor. I'm not just some fucking lousy drunk. I'm a comedian. <laughs> Today, I don't care. I'm Jonathan. That sounded pretty, uh... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm proud of my name, too. Jonathan. People laugh at that sometimes. Oh, Jonathan. I don't know. It makes me sound real kind of... I guess that's like the man thing, where it's like um, anything that resembles sensitivity we laugh at. Jonathan. Is that a sensitive name? Jonathan. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, ready for more versus wanting more. That's me, baby. And um, in life, too, just learning how to be more um, assertive with people. You know, when I first got sober, I had to shut up and listen and just really... Um, fight for my life basically like I was just like yo I'm going downhill fast and I gotta fucking do something time to shut up and try to learn from people who learn something right so I started going to my sobriety meetings I started meeting all these people and hearing their stories and hearing their suggestions of how to maintain a happy productive sober life so then I just shut up and listened and I then and I didn't and I had to be humble at times when I didn't want to be and I had to just try to take in that understanding. And in doing so, I uh, became somewhat uh, reserved. Somewhat reserved in, in that I haven't always been that way. Like usually if you say something that pisses me off, you're going to hear about it. Or if like, um, you know, like I, you know, uh, I had no problem. I almost took joy in looking for reasons to be um confrontation, arguments, you know, like self-sovereignty was so important to me. Personal sovereignty was, don't step on me. I'm going to tell every motherfucker off. Like, as long as you don't step on my tail, I ain't going to freak, right? But if you step on my tail, I'm going to get downright ornery with you, right? That's how I used to be. Well, today I'm more like understanding and thoughtful to my reactions. I don't just react for no fucking reason, right? I'll think and I'll listen. And I'll try to be as diplomatic as possible. Well, it's come to a head with um, this one guy at my uh, sobriety meeting. He's a bit of a mentor to me. He's called the Colonel. How's it going, son? Good to see you, son. You're doing really good, son. You're doing really good. Now it's time to get going. Stay sober and get going. So it's like he's this old timer and, you know, he's beloved in, in my fellowship. But, you know, he's a bit of a wacko, you know. Sometimes he'll sing songs. And I ate it 
like he'll just like come up to me and start singing and shit, right? I'm like, what? And he's a bit um, anxious, anxiety ridden, right? Hey, son, you gotta do this, son, get over here, son, do this, move this. He's always like fiddling around with stuff. He's like 72 years old. It's like, calm down, Colonel, right? Well, anyways, you know, and, you know, he talks to me that way. You're doing good, son. You're doing very good. On one hand, it's cute and it's funny and, yeah, and I, I'm humble and, you know, whatever, and he's my elder. But on the other hand, dude, I'm 31 years old. Like, I crawled my way out of a shitty childhood, went on to college, worked in the fucking workforce for the past 20 years, you know, um... I came through the other side of an addiction. I've lived around the country. I've had different relationships. It's like, I'm not a child, dude. Don't come at me with, like, after a while, the, the you know, it's like the cuteness wears off. How's it going, son? Son, yeah. oh, son, yeah. It's like, dude, I'm a man. I'm not your son. And I have a brain. And sometimes you just say things that are stupid and nonsensical. And after one year and eight months of sobriety being around you, I'm getting to the point when I'm going to have to tell you from time to time, you're being a moron. Of course, I don't say it quite like that to him, right? But it's like, um, I kind of I kind of hit a fucking wall with him um, this past, uh, this past uh, Sunday. So he comes to the meeting, right? And he's always moving shit around, right? Oh, we're going to move this, we're going to move that, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I set up the speakers, right? I set up, like, the PA system for the meeting so people can, you know, speak into the microphone and be heard. So I set up the PA system, and he's over there fiddling with it. He's moving it around and shit. It's like, it's already set up. I didn't wake up at the crack of dawn for you to come around and fuck with it, right? And also, when he fucks with the PA system, it's also bad because it's expensive. We recently just broke a microphone because um, somebody was fucking around with it that shouldn't have been fucking around with it. It's part of what I do there to make sure that the, it gets set up correctly and blah, blah, blah. So he's fiddling with it. I go over to him. I'm like, Colonel, Colonel, you got to leave it alone. There's nothing wrong with it. I set it up. Just It's fine. Just leave it alone. He goes, oh. So now he's pouting. Oh, the Colonel's mad at me. So then, like, I go over to him later. I'm like, so, like, how's it been? Like, how's your week? He's like, oh, it's been good. It's been good. And then, he, you know, now he's sulking. Because, like, you know, usually he jokes around and ribs me and jokes around and shit, right? So now it's like, okay, so now he's being all fucking um, sulking. But you know what? Being ready for more versus wanting more, it's like, dude, like, I'm ready to just be myself. And I'm denying myself the full experience of life to, to not speak up when it's time to, be, to, to speak up, like in my interactions with people. Because what I want to do is I just want to go down a rabbit hole. I want to put my head down and have the least amount of interaction with people as possible. Because that's what I did as an alcoholic. It's antisocial behavior. All you want to do is just get through the day, get through the bullshit so you can get drunk. And you have no time for anybody. When anybody said anything to me, I'd be like, yep, okay, mm -hmm, yep, sure, okay, yep, right, okay, yep, getting drunk. Like, you're not wanting to listen to anything. You're not wanting to engage. 
well, now that I'm sober and now that I'm alive and in with humanity and in with community, from time to time, I got to open up and say what's going on. I don't, I can't just appease people all the time, right? And it came to that point with him, right? Because I saw him show up at the meeting and I thought to myself, oh, fuck. And that's wrong. You know, if, if the first thing out of your mouth when you see somebody is, oh, fuck, then you know that they're starting to get on your nerves. So just be honest. And I was honest with him. I said, Colonel, you got to stop doing what you're doing. It's fine. You don't have to be fiddling with the PA system. I set it up. It's fine. He's sulking. So, you know, now that I'm just ready to be more accountable for myself in life, it's a blessing. Whatever, you know what I mean? I'm not going to tiptoe around anymore and pretend. I was polite enough. I don't owe him an apology. And it doesn't mean we're not friends and shit. I'll see him next week. I'm going to say, hey, what's up, Colonel? If he wants to fucking give me the breeze, that's cool too. But like, hey, I got to be me. And uh, I, owe it to every, I owe it to myself and I owe it to the people I interact with, to be honest with them. You know, I'm not always right. And I hope to God if I'm doing something stupid and I'm annoying somebody that I can potentially be friends with instead of them resenting me, I prefer if they would just tell me like, hey, John or Jonathan, Jonathan, can you stop that? Jonathan, you're really annoying me, Jonathan. And I can go, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was stepping on your toes there. If there's a better way for me to do this, just let me know. That's cool. No big fucking deal, right? Water off a duck's ass. So um, that's the blessing of 2018. Halfway through, you know. That's where it is for me to sum it up, you know. Wanting more versus being ready for more. And I'm Ready for more, baby. But not too much, you know. I am still pretty lazy, you know. Like, fuck. Yesterday I came home from work. I was begged. I was like, oh, fuck it. And I just, like, sat on the bed and, like, I ate, like, two uh, Oreo uh, ice cream bars. (laughs) I ate two Oreo cookie ice cream bars, four granola bars, and, like, a bowl of peanuts. And I just, like, passed out. (laughs) But then I got up today and I went to work like a motherfucker and I fasted a little bit. You know, whenever I eat badly, I try to like um, do a little intermittent fasting and, uh, you know, flush it out a bit. You know what I mean? Like uh, why uh, reload the chamber when it's full? So and uh, yeah, feeling great and fortunate and alive and here today and uh very grateful for that. Um, couple things here before I get out of here. Um, I know sometimes it's not always easy to um, be a comedian. So I'm just going to ramble on here for a moment or two till I have something to say. Um, I don't know. I think that's it. I think that's it for today. Um, felt like I spoke pretty good. I think I spoke very to the point on that. I mean, yeah, 2018. I hope everything's going good for y'all. 
Get out there and make it happen, all right? And if not, hey, it's your own fault. <laughs> and uh, don't blame your boss, even though he probably is an asshole. Oh, yeah. Got a new plant. Got a new plant. You know, that's one thing I'm grateful for here. This new plant. It's, uh, it's like a jade plant. Um, it's like a succulent. That's what they call it. Succulent. So, so succulent. The duck is so succulent. And um, it like retains a lot of water. And um, I had to get a new plant because I killed the other one. Uh, I think I might have like overwatered it or drowned it by accident. But, um, you know, I got this new plant now. And uh, it's really cute. I'm looking at it. I'm going to post a picture of it. You know what I mean? And, you know, the reason why I mention it is because like it... Uh, it represents a lot to me, you know? It really represents a lot in my home, just uh, the cool beauty of calmness. It's just a calm little fucking plant. I like it. I'm glad the other one died. <laughs> it was a little too rambunctious for me. It had all these fucking leaves everywhere. It was like a spider plant. And all these leaves everywhere and shit. I'm like, ah, oh, good riddance. Glad you died. But um, I think I, I don't know what happened to the other one. I think it was on its way out before I, I even got it. I think it was kind of like on death's doorstep when I bought it and I didn't know about it. And then it just like crumbled up and died. But this new one here is really cool. It seems really robust. And uh, yeah, it's a jade plant. So succulent. So, so succulent. And um, yeah, that's what I got going on with that. Going forward, I um, I want to get a uh, a new pet. I'm gonna get a betta fish, I think. You know, down the line, I think I might want to try a dog. I I could get with a dog. You know what I mean? Like um, today, I was getting in the elevator, and um, there's this guy. There's this guy uh, who lives down the hall with these two dogs, and he's kind of a mental patient. So I don't really try talking to him, but he's got like this cute little chihuahua terrier mix kind of a thing right it's kind of like a chihuahua but bigger and it looks like a chihuahua but it's bigger and it's beady little eyes right anyways we get in the elevator right and i always i never try to make eye contact with the man because he's just kind of a weirdo right anyways i'm standing there i look down and the dog staring at me <laughs> look the look on its little face right beady little eyes just staring up at me and it just it cracked me right and I, I smiled and i laughed and uh because what happened was he had gotten the bigger dog to sit down, right? He's like, sit! And the bigger dog sat down, right? But then I noticed the little one, he didn't even try. And the little one was just like staring at me, right? Beady little eyes just staring at me. So then I laughed and he goes, yeah, I'm not even going to try to get that one to sit. That one doesn't, he just, he's, he's hopeless. <laughs> Whatever, right? I'm like, oh, he's not hopeless. Come on, look at him. And, uh... But yeah, I mean, maybe down the line I could get a dog. I wouldn't mind getting like one of those schnitzel dogs or whatever they call it, a wiener dog. I wouldn't mind getting one of those. They're kind of cute. I don't like hairy dogs, right? Like too much hair and shit. Actually, well, there's one dog that's really cute. It's like a shepherd dog. You know, like those sheep dog? Shepherding dogs, I think they call them. Like remember uh, Al Pacino in Serpico? He had one of those big dogs. They're all like woolly looking. A sheep dog. Or it's like those dogs that like uh, on like Looney Tunes. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Fred. Him and the coyote, they punch in for work. You know, the sheepdog. 
uh, he's real cute, man. There's like this little sheepdog across the street from me, and he's like, uh, he's so young. <laughs> he, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, he'll be all behaving in a good mood and walking down the street. Then as soon as he gets close to his house, he tries to bound away. You can see he's like, no, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. His owner's like, you little fucker, get inside. And his owner's trying to, like, drag him inside. He's like, no. <laughs> he's trying to, like, he's trying to run off. <laughs> you know, it's cute. But, um, you know, and I wouldn't mind somebody to go play fetch with. And, like, you know, I walk a lot and shit. So maybe down the line I'll get a dog. Or, like, I wouldn't mind even having a cat. It's kind of funny. I saw this really ornery-looking cat today when I was at work. I was out there delivering uh, furniture with... Uh, with this, uh, you know, the, the company that I'm working with right now is it, it's, uh, they do like, um, staging for apartments and they also like, um, they stage apartments for like viewing and selling. They put in like furniture and make it look cute and shit. So people can be like, Oh wow. Is that what it looks like to live in an apartment? So they can buy an apartment or whatever. So they do staging for apartments and they also, um, put furniture in like dormitories and shit supply furniture for dormitories college dormitories so anyways that there was this ornery looking cat we went to this apartment building right and i'm looking in this window and there's this cat he's just like laying in the window and i'm like he didn't even look at me once like i'm standing right in front of him he wouldn't even look at me and i'm like wow you arrogant little shit and i was just looking at him right and fucking cold little look on his face twitchy little nose and fucking black, gray, white, kind of fucking ragtag looking cat, all ornery looking on his face. But you know, they're, they're very sweet animals themselves as well. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a cat maybe too, but like right now I don't got much time for um, shit, right? Cause like trying to do the performing, the working, the living of a life and uh, so, like, I think for now I might go beta fish. Get a beta fish. One of those Siamese fighting fishes. Put a mirror in front of it. Watch it go berserk. Like, I wouldn't mind getting, like, a beta fish. Just to, you know, have a little bit more, um... To keep my fucking new plant company, too. He gets lonely, probably. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind a beta fish. I have a tank, too. I got, like, a little tank that I bought for, like, $3 at a fucking dollar store. Or, no, 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 no. At a thrift store. Sorry. So I wouldn't mind getting one of those in the near future here too. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, I'll keep you posted. I think I'm going to be doing that very soon. I think like within the next week, like maybe even this weekend if I have time, I'll get a betta fish. I've had them before. They're pretty easy to care for. And um, they're just really cute little ambiance to the old homestead, right? So um, yeah, I'll keep you guys in the loop about that. And um, yeah. That's pretty much um, the plan. I was thinking maybe get a frog. I mean, um, but you guys heard about what happened with my last frog. Poor Norris. Poor little bugger. He never deserved that. Went off to that pond in the sky. I like frogs. I wouldn't mind a swimming turtle, too. I saw, like, these swimming turtles. They're pretty cute, too. They, like, uh, they, they flop around in the water and they swim. They're very tiny, but I, I guess they grow to be pretty big. So that's also an option, too, somewhere down the line. So yeah, I don't know, just keeping the keeping the door open for that, really. The pet thing. And uh, you know, these are just the blessings that I have. The blessings I have for 2018. Pets? 
and performance. Hallelujah! It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Ramtram, reporting live for duty on this July 10th, 2018. Ugh, I'm beat as a motherfucker, as you guys can tell, man. I'm like your dad. You ever come home from school and you're like, Dad, Dad, he's like, what the fuck? And you know he's exhausted because he's been working all day? I'm kind of like that. You can burn the midnight lamp. I've been working like a dog, man. I worked fucking nine hours today moving furniture around. You know, I'm putting my life into perspective, talking about my journey as a performer, what 2018 has offered me so far, being very grateful for the strength and the beauty and the hope that's in my life now. I'm just trying to go forward and rock it, you know? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me some questions, send me some queries, send me some qualms. Um, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for tuning in very much. And, um, you know, I hope you're having a blessed, blessed, truly blessed 2018. And I hope the rest of it shapes out for more so. All right. Talk to you next time. Peace.